What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to The Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews. Presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and The Crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast, Classic Music Reviews, presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and of course, we're still locked down because of COVID-19. Things are starting to open back up, but... Unfortunately, we do have some rough times here in our country, here in the United States. As you've been watching the news, some of you have been for the last week. The situation in Minneapolis, Minnesota with George Floyd, the death while in police custody. And it's been unrest around the country over this past week. Uh, Just looking at the news over the last night, the last couple of days, there's been riots, protests mostly, but riots by some provocateurs and damage and things have been happening around the country cities have been on fire people have been arrested a lot of unrest around this country and rightfully so because people want justice because of the situation that we have here yet again another black man dies in the custody with law enforcement and i can understand the frustration i want to make sure that i say out there please everyone continue to be safe with those out there dealing with the situation at COVID 19 we're still not in the clear with that yet And we still want to advocate for justice, but let's make sure that we're being smart. And we're going to hope that justice is served this time around. But please make sure everyone is being safe out there. Make sure you and your loved ones are taking all the precautions. And y'all, we're going to get through this, man, whether it's COVID-19 or this horrible stain of racism that exists around this country. But keep your head up for everybody who's out there listening to The Vault. And, of course, we like to take you back always in time to the classics here in The Vault classic music reviews we want to give a shout out to all of our fans out there worldwide continuing to support us throughout this we love to see the support that comes in the united states and worldwide so thank you all to continuing keeping us in your headphones and in your speakers listening to the vault and giving us good feedback we appreciate it all so we take you back in time and our motto here at the vault classic music reviews is of course hashtag open the vault hashtag nothing but the classics or mbtc and today We have yet another great album to share with you today. It comes straight to you from Illtown, a.k.a. East Orange, New Jersey. I'm talking about none other than Naughty by Nature. And we are looking back today at their fourth album, but their third album as the group Naughty by Nature underneath that name, Poverty's Paradise, released 25 years ago, May 30th, 1995. This was Naughty by Nature's third album on Tommy Boy Records, and of course, their fourth album overall as a group. Naughty by Nature made up by Tretch, Vinny, a.k.a. Vin Rock, and KG, DJ KG, who was their producer. So particulars about Poverty's Paradise, this their third album on Tommy Boy Records, released May 30th, 1995, recorded between 94 and 95, runtime of 62 minutes and 41 seconds of 21 tracks. So a very fast-moving album at that matter. Released on Tommy Boy Records through Warner Brothers and listening to a interview that I did with Sway in the Morning, which we'll get back to, that was done 
last year with Naughty by Nature, that album was actually supposed to be between Warner Brothers and Tommy Boy. So when uh, they originally signed their deal, the deal was signed with Warner Brothers who passed them through to Tommy Boy. So this was a deal through Tommy Boy and also through Warner Brothers. Naughty by Nature, however, not falling to the same problems that De La Soul has had with Tommy Boy and their music is readily available out on the internet. They had a much better relationship with them due to the mentorship that they received from not only De La Soul, but then also from Queen Latifah, fellow Jersey representative who worked with Naughty by Nature and Flavor Unit Entertainment as their management. So we'll get into the particulars here of Poverty's Paradise 25 years ago. Just to give you some perspective on where I was when this album came out, this was in 1995. This was the end of my seventh grade year in middle school, heading into that summer of 95, that glorious summer of 95 as I remember it. And this album helped set the table for that summer that year. The first single from that, of course, was first was Clap Your Hands. The second one was Craziest, which is the first one that I remember seeing because I associated a lot of singles back then to when the music video came out. And this was the first one that I saw show up, not just on BET and on Rap City, but then also on the Box music video channel where that video for the craziest, which is a crazy, crazy record and also a crazy video and vintage mid nineties video that you would expect. And then the third record to me, which is one of the biggest records that Naughty has put out, which is saying something because they've had some smashes in their career, was Feel Me Flow, which came out on July 23rd in 1995. And Feel Me Flow, I'll get into that a little bit later, but I feel a certain way about that song because I love the way that it makes me feel. This album set the table for me within that summer of 95, which was a memorable summer for music. Me personally, because where I was going from seventh grade, heading into the eighth grade, and getting ready to transition pretty much from childhood into adolescence. And this is when I really started getting into hip hop in regards to going out and buying albums at the store myself. I had a job. I worked with my dad and to help to earn some money. A lot of my money went toward either buying magazines and also towards buying rap tapes. And of course, those tapes, I had to listen to them in my Walkman or on my CD player with headphones on because I couldn't blast the music in my house like I wanted to because my parents weren't having that type of music with language pumping out in the speakers like that. So while I didn't own this record initially, one of my homeboys in the neighborhood had it and let me borrow it. And so I was able to listen to it. What I kind of noticed from this one, when I first heard poverty's paradise was the tone and the tenor of it. Initially to me, it was a little more grittier, a little bit more dark than the previous two naughty albums that I had heard, which was, the self-titled Naughty by Nature, which was their debut as a group as Naughty by Nature, and also 1993, which had come out two years earlier. Those were a little bit more upbeat, a little bit more, you know, fun, lighthearted, I guess you could say. There was some grit to it, but this one to me seemed a little bit darker and a little bit grittier. And you could see that just by listening to the music. The beats were a little bit slower. Things were definitely a little bit more bass-driven, and listening to it the first time around, I didn't necessarily like it all the way. But when I started listening to it more that summer, I grew into it more and more. And as the summer went on, this actually became one of my favorite albums that was released in that year. Now, as time went on, I kind of forgot a little bit about this album. It stayed really in the back of my mind. 
And reason being is because the time when it came out was 1995. Now, how many incredible projects have come out in 1995? We've covered them a few here on the Vault Classic Music Reviews. But by the time this album came out and then other albums came out afterwards, you could see how this album could kind of get pushed to the back of your consciousness after hearing some of the other albums that came out in 1995. The Purple Tape being one, Liquid Swords being another, Do or Die being another one. So there were a lot of albums that came out afterwards that would push that to the back of your consciousness in some ways. But listening to it this week coming up, uh, I was reminded about some of the things that I liked about it, then also reminded about how good some of the concepts were in here. And then I think the biggest thing that struck me listening to it this week, getting ready to review it, I was reminded of how good the rhyming was back then. Now, everyone knows Tretch, right? Tretch is a, he's one of the illest MCs. And he's also, if it's possibly to be one of the illest and also underrated, he's definitely underrated as well. Now, Tretch has a very unique flow. As I like to say this, I was thinking about this while writing down notes about reviewing this album earlier this week. So it said, if you've watched and seen some memes on the internet, people talk about E-40 so E-40 has language, right? And there's a meme out there that says that E-40 is the first rapper to rap in cursive. <laughs> well, if E-40 raps in cursive, then Tretch raps in calligraphy. <laughs> I mean, very distinctive staccato flow. I mean, when you hear it, it's just like you try to sit there and recite some of his lyrics. I'll say, along with some of the other rappers that rap really fast, Bone Thugs and Harmonies, three, six back in their day, Twister, to try to recite some of Tretch's verses are some of the hardest exercises you can do just as a rap fan. But it just shows you just his lyrical dexterity and how he's able to flow and also to rap. I listened to it and I noticed just how great some of the rhyming on there, not just by Tretch, but I noticed how Venrock had stepped his game up on this album. In the previous two Naughty albums, Vinny was kind of an afterthought if you watch Naughty perform and been to any of their live performances, which I have, then I think is a great compliment to Tretch on their stage performances because he does a lot of the, of the hyping up. He's like that second man, that second mic to help hype the crowd up. But I thought lyrically he stepped his game up and flow wise, he was much better on this than on Naughty's two previous efforts. Also, what you see here is the work that you see from some of the features on here now. Some of the folks who are featured on here is G-Love of Road Dogs, I-Face Finsta of Cruddy Click. You also have the rest of Cruddy Click on here, Rotten Rascals. Now, Rotten Rascals is a group that was signed to Naughty by Nature's record label, Illtown Records, who contained Diesel, Diesel, who was also Tretch's brother, and the Road Dogs. Then you also get on Connections, an additional feature on here by a female MC called Candy Cane, who closed the album out. And had a hell of a verse to close it out as well. Listening to it, I was just like, damn, I don't think I, I was paying attention back then to how ill some of this rapping was. And while all of it isn't exceptional, but it's all solid and really, really good. Even though the not verses not from Tretch or from Vinny, you do get some good things from the guest spots here. Really, really solid effort. And then the other thing that I mentioned here last is how great the production on here and KG is the one who was producing most of the tracks here. He did a great job of producing and utilizing the samples that were utilized here. Just to give you an idea of what was used as far as samples, some of the things that KG was using to produce for Poverty's Paradise, the song itself, Poverty's Paradise, was 
sampled by the other song, Poverty's Paradise, the original by 24 Karat Black. Clap Your Hands sampled I Thank You by Sam and Dave and Eric B is President by Eric B and Rock Kim. Hang Out and Hustle by Hang Out and Hustle by Sweet Charles. Feel Me Flow sampled to me one of the most inventive samples I think that someone had done from the meters. Find Yourself by the Meters, who the meters is a great 1970s, 80s band that had great instrumentals and I think has some great sample worthy material. This was a great poll by KG on this Find Yourself by the Meters. Craziest is That's All That Matters, Baby, by Charles Wright and the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band. It's a crazy sample for real. And (laughs) the way they manipulated that sample and pulled this out for one of their signature hits. Another popular sample on here as well with Sunshine. Everybody Loves the Sunshine by the late, great Roy Ayers. Uh, The World Go Round. People Make the World Go Round by Michael Jackson. And What What Do You Do to Me by Tony Williams. Click Out, Click Cloud, The Funky Worm by Ohio Players. And then Inside My Love, another track that samples Inside My Love with Slang Bang. And then uh, Shout Out to Our Love Has Died and Connection samples The What by Notorious Big by Method Man. With that one line by Method Man, I got connections. I get that ass stuck by glue and hard times by Baby Huey. So a lot of great work on here by KG. KG definitely talked about this in that interview with Swing in the Morning where they were talking about the 25th anniversary for Poverty's Paradise and how he developed as a producer and some of the things he had done leading up into this record. So he talked a little bit about this with Sway in regards to the things that he was doing as a producer and how he had improved. KG, uh, large professor, um, Mark the 45 King, Marley, Marley, DJ premier, uh, you know, Dre, who I was working with Dre, all these different people were like phenomenal at finding Songs and cutting Pete them Rock. up, clipping yeah. Pete Rock. Rock. Oh my gosh, I'm yeah. really sorry, yeah. Pete. Sorry, Pete. Yeah. RZA, yeah. you know. And so we used to go through all the samples and educate folks on where the music came from and put the tie in. So, all, so this album, man, was a masterpiece uh, put together. And it was your third album, third, third album. People don't get three in. Yeah. They don't get three masterpieces in. And I right. thought I was getting better too at the time. You know, with that album too. Like, yeah. As far as production, like tightening it up. You know, like I came out at the beginning outside of Naughty by Nature, did John A and did um, R&B stuff. Mm-hmm. So by that time, I was starting to really start honing in and tightening up everything. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of hear it on there, too, as well. Yeah. Turn into a real producer. Yeah, yeah my, sampling. my man KG. So there you go. And KG himself had done a number of different production projects for a lot of different groups. As he said, he diversified himself as a producer and became a much better producer as a result of the things that he had done with some R&B groups. He mentioned there he had done work with Jean A and then another group that he had done work with was as well after this was next. But you hear some of the things that he did. He uh did some production on Aaliyah's One of the Million, worked with Sané on Saturday Night, as well as Prezu's Jane, which was their debut album. He did work as well with Queen Latifah and the Rotten Rascals, who was on their debut album, Rotten Rascals, which was Rotten to the Core, and on Milk Bone, The Milk Crate. So he's done a lot of different work. KG, to me, is another producer, and we talk about these producers in the 90s that don't get their due. To me, I don't think he gets his due for him to help craft the naughty sound that was uh, made popular by Naughty by Nature, especially in those first three albums. And a majority of the things that were done on those albums were done by KG and also by David Belecchio and starting recording when they started out recording in Marion Recording Studios in Fairview, New Jersey. They That's where they first started from there. A lot of things were handled there. And then KG started to step up his game producing-wise. And as you mentioned, 
he said he started to get better. That's what we have with Naughty by Nature. We're going to get now into some of the highlights of Poverty's Paradise, some of the tracks that I like. And I liked a lot of things on here, starting off just going through the track list. Of one, some of my favorites, I liked Clap Your Hands, Hang Out and Hustle, which featured G-Love of the Road Dogs and I Face Finister of Cruddy Click. It's Working, which features the Rotten Rascals, the Rotten Rascals, of course, who would be later on on Naughty by Nature. The Chain Remains is really a track that still resonates deeply today, especially of the events that happened this past these past couple of weeks of all the things that have happened in Minneapolis and things that continue to happen in terms of race in America. And it's a track that hits hard. Of course, Feel Me Flow. Now, just to get a little bit into this track with Feel Me Flow, everyone who listened to this, if you were old enough to remember, who remembers the video from Feel Me Flow? If you remember and you were old enough back that day and you were watching videos, you remember this video probably more than any other naughty video out there. Why? Because to me, you see the dual type of scenes that they have on there. You have the one scene where they're sort of around the neighborhood. It's hot as hell. It's a summer day. And everybody knows around those damn summer days and listening to this in that summer in 95, that was a hot ass summer. I remember that it was so damn hot sometimes that it was, we had these stay inside of these water advisories, but our friends, me and my friends, our dumbasses were outside listening to music in a damn garage and it's 97 degrees outside. <laughs> we felt like the way that they felt in the beginning of that video where KG's on the phone talking to his girl and his pager goes off and it treaches on the bench He's between these two shorties and all of a sudden he has his hat on. He takes his hat off and that's when Tretch debuts his bald head. He didn't have the, the the braids anymore. He had the, he was bald head Tretch after that. And then this track comes on. You see them, the fact that, you know, people have the water hose out and, you know, people are, it, it's the scene or whatever around the hood where people are finally starting to cool out where it's the water hose. Then you got the fact that they pulled the snow globe out and everybody is then at this ski resort where you got the fact where it's hot in the summer and then everybody's at the ski resort and everybody's here amongst these ski slopes. And to back it up with the fact that this was a memorable track and that sample that I talk about again for Feel Me Flow, which was Find Yourself by the Meters and how that played into the whole track and Tretch's flow on this, to me, I think is one of his better flows on any naughty track that I've heard. I'll put this up against almost any track where you hear Tretch flow, even with Hip Hop Parade and OPP and everything's going to be all right. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. This is a crazy, crazy, crazy flow that Tretch has on here. This is, to me, one of the best summer tracks in hip-hop in the 90s. If you want to line up a list of all the great summer tracks, right, the summer jams, this, to me, is one of the most underrated, underappreciated, but still a track is a summer jam that still goes no matter what. So really great track with Feel Me Flow. This is probably one of my one or two favorite ones on here. Craziest, which was, to me, the first single that came out in that video that you see with Naughty by Nature and Tretch and Van Rock and KG. It seems like they're in this warehouse. It's really gritty, grimy. The track is gritty and grimy. That sample that they use with That's All That Matters with Charles Wright and the Watts 103rd Street Rhythm Band. Really great track. Uh, the bass is great on there. 
Sunshine is another good one to me. I it's like Sunshine is sort of the sequel of Written on Your Kitten, which was on 1993, right? Because <laughs> you got Tretch on this track and he's talking to this shorty. It's almost like it's the exact sequel of Written on Your Kitten. And of course, that sample about everybody loves the sunshine by Roy Ayers. How could you not love that, right? Respect Do is another great track that I love as well. World Go Round, which features that people make the world go round sample by Michael Jackson. And also What Do You Do to Me by Tony Williams. Click Cow, Click Cow featuring Rotten Rascals, Cruddy Click and the Road Dogs is another good one as well. Like I said, the features on here aren't spectacular. They definitely don't bring the track down any notches. I do think the track's a little long for five minutes, but it's a really good track. And to sort of speak about the Rotten Rascals themselves, I thought that they had great potential and they had everything to, you know, everything in front of them to be able to make a career. But I think that they had a window and that window closed on them really quickly. And the Rotten Rascals, Rotten to the Core album actually came out before Poverty's Paradise did. And they appeared on this on a few tracks, but to me, I think their window closed a little bit too quickly. Slang Bang is, uh, I'm kind of a little bit here and there with that. That mini Ripperton sample of Inside My Love is a great one to always think back on. I mean, of course, Lyrics to Go is another one that samples that in Inside My Love by Minnie Ripperton. It, it's okay. It's not one of my favorite ones on there, but it's all right. And then Connections, which is the last track on there, is one of my favorites and I wish they would have placed this sequencing wide a little bit sooner in the actual album itself, because I loved the way that they ended this out. I would have actually preferred this would have appeared maybe on track 20 and I'll get into that a little bit as far as what my lowlights are. So those are my highlights, my lowlights in terms of the actual tracks themselves. I don't necessarily have a big like lowlights as far as the tracks, the skits on here are fine. There's a, I think maybe they could have done away with one or two of them. I think the Chris Webber one was sort of in there and it was KG talking to Chris Webber and Chris Webber. It's not like he goes and spits a verse on the next song or has a beat or anything. He's just on there. They could have done away with that. Like, I don't know why the hell it's the most random thing in the world. Why Chris Webber was on a skit on a naughty by nature album. But anyway, to me, the ending of this album though, is where it really gets weird or this double, like, like they have the shout out, which is the track featuring Gordon Chambers, which sounds more like they're just giving acknowledgments. And that lasts for almost seven minutes. And listening to it this week when I was just like, why was this here? And why was this put on the track before the outro? Right. And then the outro comes up and then it's like, oh, no, we have one more track to go. And then connections comes up. So so to me. I don't know what they were doing sequencing wise or whether they decided I almost would have felt better if they would have made connections, a hidden track, right? Like that would have been a bonus track or a hidden track that would have appeared some time after the outro. And then it would have made it to me. I think it would have made a little bit more sense to do that, but to have the shout out, which is like acknowledgements, then to have the outro, then to have another track after that, a bit unconventional to me. I think that's what sort of throws the sequencing of this album out of track just a little bit so i would have liked maybe if they would have switched that up i i think even so they could have even combined track 19 and 20 and then had connections or maybe had connections as a track maybe after craziest or maybe after respect due but the way that they did this at the end didn't make any sense to me whatsoever but <laughs> hey what do i know it just kind of threw me for a loop because it had been a while since i listened to this album 
from front to back. It had been at least 10 years since I've heard this front to back without just listening to different songs here, you know, here and there on some playlists that I constructed throughout the time, Pandora, Spotify, things of that nature. But wow. So, you know, those are my highlights. The lowlights are just really the sequencing. I think it didn't really make any sense. I do think that the the whole double I skit and the Weber skit, I could really kind of do without either one of those. And you could have gotten this album in under an hour if you would have gotten away with a couple of those skits. But that's that. To me, like I said, the guest spots are not terrible. They're just solid. And, you know, they're not spectacular either. So they really use this album to sort of highlight acts like Rotten Rascals, who was on Illtown Records, also Road Dogs, also affiliates of Naughty by Nature. But it's nothing spectacular, but it doesn't bring the album down either. Now, just to talk a little bit about how they named the album Poverty's Paradise, here's a little uh, snippet as far as how Vinny Rock, Ven Rock explains how they named the album Poverty's Paradise and what that meant to them in regards to how they fit into the scheme of things, this being their third album. Context of what was going on when an album titled Poverty's Paradise right. was released in May, just to put context for people who might see this anniversary and go, okay, great, another album. That was so much shit happening. No, and and was, even even was, for us, even yeah. for us back then, and part of the reason why it was titled as such, we, we felt like we came from the ghetto, we came from poverty, and that was our third album. So we went platinum back to back with our previous two albums. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we had the film company, Illtown Films. We had Illtown Records. We opened our store right there in our neighborhood in mm-hmm. North mm-hmm. on Halsey Street. Mm-hmm. So it was about turn, taking your poverty and turning it into your paradise. So that's why we were always throwing the cookouts and yeah. the block uh-huh. parties the and pool parties. setting up, yeah. yep, setting up businesses in our backyard. And yeah. That's the and model, the, the business, blueprint. The business was mixed with a lot of ghettoness. Yeah. You yeah. feel what I'm saying? Because yeah, then, you had, then yeah. you had the so-called, which is now infamous, East Coast, West Coast beef. Yeah. During all this time. So then it was real dangerous. Mm-hmm. He says it with a smile. Look at Tress smiling when he said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like state to state, you had to come in like mm-hmm. warriors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was and a different time back it then. Was, it was straight yeah. mobbing. It was mobbing. It was, it was di- very dangerous. So there you go. Just to get some perspective from the group themselves about why they named this album Poverty's Paradise. And wanted to make sure we got that in there before we went to notable quotables. And my notable quotable comes from The Chain Remains. And of course, it's by Tretch. And it's the second verse to me, which thinking about the events of this week is the reason why I picked this as my notable quotable. This by far is not Tretch's best verse on this album. To me, I think Feel Me Flow or even something like the track on connections and other tracks has Tretch's better flow on here as far as the best verse. But as far as a notable quotable in regards to what's been going on this week, this I think is the best one for me to pick for notable quotables. And it's the second verse on a chain remains. Nowadays still were captured, still hear wicked laughter while shackled were beaten and battered then cuffed after were tackled. With tag while increasing the mugged and decent, hit one more time with the blackjack, then dragged in the precinct. Still don't know what's back and forth, looking meaner and meant stripped, made into a convict, then booked and fingerprinted. How many more times of this humiliation? How many more bouts do we have to lose while we fight for our rights in this nation that we're supposed to have since birth? But the breaks on the bricks get worse, so it's jail first. And that's all that they'll offer us. 
Ain't that right, Mr. Officer? And you think about what has been going on this week and a song like this with the chain remains and the subject matter that goes on. That's why I picked this as my notable quotable. And it's crazy considering the fact that he made this in 95. Still the same thing that was being happened. And if you watch some of the images that were happening this past weekend with people getting arrested after these curfews were set, after the rioting and arrest was being put into place, you see exactly what was happening. It just seems like, you know, the type of things when it comes to inequality in this country. That's the reason why I picked this as my notable quotable. Again, not Tretch's best verse on this album. It's the most relatable thing that I can pull from this album, considering the time that's happening right now. And now we get to the ultimate test to see whether this album stands the test of time, whether it's a certified classic, borderline classic, or just a classic in its time. And I spent a lot of time listening to this. I think I listened to this three different times this past week and also read a lot of things and listened to some interviews. And also I went back and listened to 1993 and a little bit of Naughty by Nature, the original album that came out in 1991. Now, listening to this, this is actually Naughty by Nature had a few different albums that came out after Poverty's Paradise. They had 1999, which had Nature's Fury. Ilkhan's and then also Anthem Incorporated, which came out after this. None of those albums hit at all. And at that point, I think Naughty by Nature Steam has started to run out as a group. You know, this was really their last hit album. Now, in regards to what I think as far as this album is concerned, I would have to say that this is a borderline classic. Not quite a certified classic just yet. I think this is a great album. I think it's a great album with great lyrics and great production and good guest spots and everything else. I do think, again, the sequencing takes away from it a little bit, but that's just me nitpicking. But to me, I think this is a great album. It's a great album, but doesn't quite, to me, meet the qualifications of being a certified classic and some of the other certified classics that we have reviewed here on the Vault Classic Music Reviews. I think it's a borderline, though. And I think it's right there up against the cusp of being a certified classic. It's great. To me, I think one of the things, and I also saw this by reading Albumism, is that they said things are good on here, but there's nothing really to, I guess, distinguish it from its other two releases. I think the tone and the tenor is a little bit different than the first two. But to me, I think it's great. But I don't think that there's anything here that really pushes it over the top of being a certified classic album. Like, if I were to look at this in the source, and I think in the source it's actually received, I believe, four mics, if I'm not mistaken. I think Poverty's Paradise received, I think, four mics, and these had pretty good reviews. As the source, matter of fact, did give it four mics. And to me, I think, you know, it's just not quite at the point where it's a certified classic, which isn't bad. It's a great album. I think that that there's some elements that are missing here that don't quite make it the, the matter of a certified classic. But I do think it's something that still maintains throughout time. When you talk about some of the best ones, I mean, yeah, this is, this is a borderline classic to me considering their other work. Now, one of the things we want to bring into this conversation, which I would like to bring is that, is it the fact that their career sort of tailed and they sort of lost momentum and lost steam at the end of their careers why we don't consider Naughty by Nature 
you know, one of the best rap rap groups of all time. Now they had three hits. Their first three albums hit without a shadow of a doubt. Those first three albums is Naughty by Nature with that group name definitely hit with Naughty by Nature, not 1993 and then Poverty's Paradise. This album, Poverty's Paradise, actually won the very first Grammy Award for Best Rap Album in 1996. It did. It it won the best Grammy Award for for Best Rap Album in 1996. And they were up against Bone Thugs and Harmony, East 99 Eternal, Tupac, Me Against the World, Old Dirty Bastard, Return to 36 Chambers, and Skilo I Wish, which there's always, whenever you have the best rap album, there's always one album that <laughs> always falls in for the best rap album. I don't know why Skilo's album was there, but to me, the, th- the fact that they won this Grammy, which we can't always take the Grammy stuff as gospel because it did win, I, I, think, I think, against two albums I think they shouldn't have won against, which, which was at least Tupac's Me Against the World. I thought this was probably a better album than this one. First Grammy for best rap album. And as Vinny and Tretch and KG talked, when they were at the Grammys, they actually didn't go on stage to accept this award, right? Like, they said that they found out at the artist party from Bone Thugs and Harmony that Naughty actually won the best rap album award during the Grammys in 1996, which is crazy now, right? You think about that. Like we hear the stories back in the day when DJ Jazzy Jeff and the French Prince won best rap group or best rap act at the Grammys, which they were the first rap act to win a Grammy, how people boycotted because they didn't even give them screen time. They didn't even acknowledge the award on television and here we are, I think it's like four, five, six years later, and the same thing happened to Naughty by Nature. They didn't even get called up for the award. <laughs> now you look at the Grammys, and rap is almost central to the Grammy Awards nowadays. It's sort of like a, it's part of the pinnacle of the award show now. So, but why don't we let talk about Naughty by Nature as one of the best rap groups of all time? Three albums that were all hits. The first two were platinum. This went gold, Poverty's Paradise, but... Maybe it's because they lost steam at the end of their career. Maybe it's because I think people sort of take trash, put them on a pedestal, and then they sort of diminish Vin Rocks and KG's contributions to the group, which they shouldn't. But like I say, they're legends. When you see them perform live, it's an experience. They definitely do a great job. And with their songs, there's great crowd participation songs, and they light it up every time they perform. So... To me, this is a borderline classic. Almost there, but not quite there, but it's still a great album. Just something that's missing from putting it over the top to making it a certified classic. But one of the best albums to me, I will put this in the top 10 of albums that came out in 1995 as far as hip-hop albums are concerned without a shadow of a doubt. So there we are. Naughty by Nature's Poverty's Paradise released in 1995, 25 years old. There's also a deluxe and also reissue for Poverty's Paradise that you can get on CD and also on vinyl as well. Make sure if you're a vinyl head, you go check that out. This is a great listen, a really, really great listen. And for those who are sort of digging into hip hop history, this is a great album to go get because it fits a little very nicely into that year of 1995. It may be forgotten, but you know, again, this did win the Grammy for best rap for best rap album, the first one in history and naughty by nature has definitely made their contributions to the game. So please go check out poverty's paradise, wherever you can listen to music. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. 
please make sure you check us out on our host Podbean, vaultcmr.podbean.com. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to the Vault CMR on any one of our streaming platforms. If you follow us on social media, you can find our link tree, which has all of our streaming platforms and also all of our social media. Again, you can find us on IG at Vault CMR Podcast, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and also on Facebook and YouTube by searching The Vault classic music reviews you can get there like our pages and also subscribe to our pages so you can see what we're coming out with make sure you like us and friend us on social media we definitely want to hear from all the fans out there hear your feedback and interact with all with you we do it all for you we appreciate all the support and if you have a friend tell a friend and make sure you tell that friend to tell a friend always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud but not too loud and as we close we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And that means a lot more now after the events of this week. So please make sure y'all stay woke. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.